Today is, it's our anniversary. This, at this point, last year, this was the day that I had my first Naturals Nook show. And I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who is watching, everyone who is listening, everyone who has shared, everyone. Just thank you on this journey with me. 
it has had a lots of ups and downs and I've had a lot of fun and I'm just I appreciate every single one of you thank you thank you thank you okay now that we talked about business and me thanking you today's topic is building intimacy you know there's I think that one of the reasons that relationships or marriages don't last is because the intimacy is what fades. Intimacy and the passion and the way that I view it, intimacy leads to passion. Intimacy can lead to love. Intimacy can expand love. Intimacy can help you get back the love that you may have lost, depending on circumstances and situations of course but intimacy it's it's very it's very important for the longevity that you wish to have in a relationship you know i i get it we're all adults and sometimes you go into relationships just for the physical aspects and sometimes we go into the relationship because we want something everlasting and something that will endure but it won't endure if you're not intimate with your significant other or if you're not willing to build on the intimacy that got you together. Like, you know, the, the longer you are with someone, the more intimate you become with them. And honestly, the better the sex. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want? Just wonderful earth-shattering, cow-balling type of sex. So why not invest in building that intimacy with that person so that you can experience that ecstasy, that, that euphoria that comes with making love and sharing your body with another person. So with that said, here are some tips that I have that can help you build intimacy with your significant other. My first tip, disclose more to feel more. Um, Joe Bennett, the writer of Time and Intimacy, a new science of personal relationships, he has a quote, intimacy is a process of discovery with one another. So you know, over time, you know, without continued attentiveness, it's very easy to lose the urge to keep discovering all that there is to know about one another, you know, and ladies, you know, as, you know, we start to have kids and we become wives, we kind of get lost in those roles and we tend to forget about our partner. And I mean, for our partners, you know, life takes over. You start to work and you have bills to pay and you have everything else that you think about. So you forget to, or you forget to become intimate. You forget to, you know, talk to your significant other because by the time you get home, you know, there's dinner to make and homework to be done. And by the time all of that is done, the kids are bathed and fed and everyone goes to bed, you're kind of too tired to talk. So both of you end up passing out and going to sleep. But that's just it. We need to make that time. We need to make that time to have those conversations. And I mean, they don't have to be long conversations all the time. Sometimes it can be a quick little 
five minute conversation or so. Whatever it is, it can help. Disclose more to become more open. Individuals that psychologists have dubbed openers have intimate conversations with others because something about them encourages disclosure. As you can see, I'm, I guess you can say, I'm an opener. I, I'll talk about anything with anyone. I have no problem doing that. But, you know, but then those who don't open up or make it easy for others to do so, they're known as high self-monitors. And they have more difficult time with close relationships. So we also need to understand how our partner is. As you get to know them, you get to understand, you know, whether they're open or not about something. And for us openers, sometimes, you know, we may have to wait or, you know, ask those high self-monitors a question and not pressure them to give you an answer right away. It's fine if you ask someone a question and say, you know, think about it. You don't have to answer me right away. Because the person who's asking the question You've already processed it and you've already thought about it, but it's hard. Not everyone can think on the spot. Another tip for building intimacy, make time for deeply emotional conversations. Now, this, this I equate to making, having time for a date night. You know, if life gets in the way, you set up some time and say, okay, you know, there's, you know, there's something I want to talk to you about. It's not bad. It's not negative. You know, there's just something that I want for us to discuss. And I think we all need to understand that just because your significant other tells you that they need to talk to you about something, it doesn't have to be negative. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to have to take a quick break. So give me a chance and please, I'm going to have to close the live and I will be back on in about five minutes. So please rejoin me and look out for me for, in five minutes. I'm having a few technical difficulties, okay? I look forward to seeing you guys again. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I apologize. We had a little te technical difficulties, so we had to restart. But um, thank you guys for joining me again. Please like and share, like and share, like and share. So as I was discussing prior to the first little interruption, building intimacy. So the second one I was talking about was making time for deeply emotional conversations. And I equate this to making time for having a date with your significant other. You know, let your significant other know that, you know, there's something you may want to talk to them about and... And let them know that just because you want to have a talk, excuse me, that it won't be negative. Lots of times when we're in relationships and someone says we need to talk, we automatically think that it's going to be negative. And it doesn't always have to be. Sometimes it can be positive. So be open to having conversations. I've said it many times before that communication is key in all relationships. Another tip to building intimacy do something new or big together. You know, if you guys have never gone ice skating together, you know, it's winter, go ice skating together. Go roller skating together. Do something new, something different. Have, have an experience that only you two can say that you've shared with, the, with each other. 
that can bring about a closeness. It brings about a certain type of closeness where, you know, certain little things or nuances or things that may happen after you guys have done something new or big together that'll remind you of the good times that you've had together. Um, I've said this in previous shows, but when you're in a long-term relationship with someone, you need to make time for each other. And what I say in reference to this point in terms of making time for each other is plan a vacation at least once a year, just for the two of you. That's the way that you guys can remember exactly why you fell in love. And this is especially important for couples who have kids, because kids take over. They definitely take over, but at least once a year. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. A vacation together can mean that you found a babysitter for the kids and you've decided to drive half an hour away and spend the weekend in a hotel and act like you've never been in that area before. It doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be a European or a Caribbean getaway. Just something where both of you have three or four days at least, at least four days together where it's just you two. You're not worried about the kids. You're not worried about work. You're not worried about family. It's just about you two where you can be that couple. You can be though that, you know, that couple you were before the marriage, before the kids. You know, in the beginning it's fun and you're rambunctious and you're lighthearted. Having or taking a vacation with just the two of you together once a year will remind you of that. And you'll create even more memories. Another way to build intimacy is to relish the routine. When we're new to one another, you know, whatever we learn is unexpected, resulting in very intense emotions. But then gradually over time, we become more predictable to one another. But there's a positive side to this predictability. It leads to intimacy. And the partners are so connected with each other that one doesn't recognize the other is there. Just as the air we breathe can be taken for granted despite its necessity of life. So this is basically saying if you know your significant other comes home you know that they're home by 5.30. Every day they're home by 5.30. You can set your watch to it. You can set anything to it. You know it. That can, that can lead to intimacy as well. Because if you know that they're definitely going to be home at 5.30, you can have something ready for them every now and then. Whether it's a special meal, their special drink waiting at the door for them, whether you've drawn a bath for them, knowing that at 5.30 they'll be here, or whether you just decide to answer the door naked. That can build intimacy. That routine, knowing exactly where they're going to be, what time they're going to be home. That can help you to shake up the routine, which is my next point. 
See, our interactions and close relationships, they tend to go along in, you know, well-worn grooves called scripts. And most emotion is a result of some interruption of the script. Well, you're always home at 5.30 and today you came home at 6 o'clock. That can throw people off. It can. But for some, if you keep doing the same old thing and you experience no emotion. But sometimes you have to stop doing what you've always done. And suddenly someone feels something. Like I'm saying, whether it's you normally come home at 5.30, you came home at 6 this time. Or let's say you come home at 5 o'clock with flowers. That's when they're like, oh, either you're thinking about me or why weren't you late? Why didn't you call? So sometimes it's good to shake up the routine. Sometimes it's good to surprise your significant other. It's going to generate something. Something is going to bubble. You, wanna, you want something positive to bubble with inside in, within them, not something negative. So try to go for something positive. So, you know, one of the researchers says that you can find out if a relationship is live by generating something unexpected. Such as one of you going away on your own or going on a vacation to a new place together. But sometimes it takes extreme action to realize how much intimacy there is or was. So as I said, why not plan for occasional minor interruptions so you don't need a major one to wake you up? And in that plan, like I said, you plan to have a romantic getaway with your significant other once a year or, you know, plan a date night once a month. Or if once a month is, is too frequent, at least every other month. But you need to do something. You need to do something to remind each other of why you're in love. The next tip to building intimacy. Make it harder to walk away. Make it harder to walk away. One couple in my research, they made a family project of a year-long sailing trip in the Caribbean. And as soon as they made the commitment and began planning the extensive journey, they felt more pulled together. Their pattern of the wife expressing her anger or disappointment and him withdrawing was broken. It was something that they were both invested in. They worked towards this together. And whatever anxieties that they used to have fell to the wayside because they were working towards something together as a couple and they were both excited about it. Those couples who last for 50 years or more, those are the couples who, you know, they do the little things to remain intimate. The little things to remain intimate. Another way to build intimacy is to be curious. Often, because we become invested in the rightness or correctness of our opinions, we stop being curious about why the other person feels the way they do about a given issue. Appreciating the why 
of where your intimate partner is coming from without feeling threatened that their why might trump yours is a very powerful means of building empathy without giving up your own opinion. And empathy is deeply intimate. Now, empathy, empathy, for those of you who may not know or understand what the word is or what it means, empathy means you putting yourself in the place of someone else. You're taking on the other person's emotions and feeling what they are feeling. So if you're a little more curious about why, if someone says, I'm not happy, find out why and be open to what they're saying. Now, your why you're not happy may be different than why they're not happy. But no one's why is higher than the other person's why. Your whys are equal. And the fact that you're in a relationship where you can share the why that you're not happy can lead to bigger and better intimacy. So see, making the effort to understand another person doesn't commit you to agreeing with them. It does, however, demonstrate a deep degree of caring, even in the context of a disagreement. I always say that you know that you've truly reached adulthood when you can agree to disagree with someone and both of you are okay with this. So it's okay to not agree with everything that your significant other says. It's okay to agree to disagree. There's no problem in that. As long as you're communicating and you're getting out your feelings, what you're feeling, your hurt, your pain, your joy, your sorrow, whatever it is. As long as you can release that, and you should be able to release all of that to your significant other. And your significant other should be able to accept all of what you have to say, even though they may not agree with it. It, it goes both ways. And to me, that's the key to lasting marriages or long-term lasting relationships. That openness and agreeing to disagree. Another way to build intimacy is to be available in a new or different way. To instantly inject intimacy into your relationship, make the decision to be available to your partner in a way you usually are not. Not because you should or because you owe it to them, but because you can. Surprise them by agreeing to take care of a chore you usually protest or avoid. Honestly, me, I hate doing dishes. I make my son do them every day. So if and when I'm with someone, if I say I'll do the dishes tonight, they need to understand and know that <laughs> I'm really trying something new and in a different way. I hate doing dishes. So, you know, those are the type of things, you know, offer to accompany your significant other on something you usually don't go to. Surprise them with something they care about, even if you don't. Mm -hmm. Making a favorite meal or watching that movie they love and you can't stay out and you can't stand while you cuddle. 
surprise generosity is a huge, huge intimacy booster. Because your significant other, they're going to appreciate the fact that they know you don't like this. But you're still here. You're doing it for them. And vice versa. If they're willing to do it for you, you should do it for them. Plain and simple. Very simple. Another way to build intimacy is to invest in yourself. Many... Many wise thinkers have observed in a number of different ways that two strong individuals together make for a stronger relationship. So investing in yourself, your wellness, and your personal development are an important part of your health as a couple. When you are feeling your best and in touch with how you are thinking and feeling, you can participate more fully mindfully and meaningfully so when you are your best you when you love yourself the most then you can be the best partner for your significant other i'm going to say that one more time because i think a lot of us forget about this as life takes over as i say kids and work and family you know when life takes over but you have to remember at your core it's you and I really want to say this to to our ladies out there when when I was in college one of my biology professors you know I didn't truly understand it when she said it because you know I was in my early 20s but she said ladies she said here we are you know you're working on your career and you want to be successful, but there's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to choose between your career and a family. And it does happen where you choose. But I just want to say that if and when you choose your family over your career, you still, you don't have to lose yourself in that. You know, as mothers, we become, whether, whether we were ever nurturers or not, we become nurturers. We become, you know, these people who our sole purpose becomes raising this person who was growing inside of us. And lots of times we forget who we were prior to having that person. And I want to say that no matter how good of a mother you think you can be, you'll be an even better mother if you are happy with yourself. So the going to the gym and the meditating and everything, we have to find a way to fit it in. If we know that going to the gym isn't a possibility, buy videos, work out at home. But I always like to tell our women especially that, you know, we cannot lose sight of who we were before we became mothers and before we became wives. Because if we are not strong within ourselves, how can we truly be strong for our families? It's a way to build intimacy. Invest in yourself. 
spend some quality time with yourself. And, you know, have important conversations with friends and family. And make sure you're being faithful to your priorities. And keep looking for ways to grow into who you are as an individual. Yes, you're a mom. Yes, you're a wife. You're a daughter. You're a niece. You're a sister. But before all of that, you are you. You are you. And you cannot lose yourself. I've been there. I've been the wife. I've been the mom. I'm still the mom, no longer the wife. <laughs> that is what it is. But I lost myself in those roles. I lost myself because I gave everything that I had to my husband and my son. And I wasn't myself. I wasn't Babette during that time. And yes, I'm divorced now and I'm a mom. Yes, I'm Aiden's mom, but I'm Babette. I'm Natural Wonder from Natural's Nook. I am who I am supposed to be and I am loving me. I make time for me. It may not be a lot of time, but I make time for me. I take one real vacation a year and that's the Jamrock Reggae Cruise. Big up, Junior Gang. But of the 365 days a year, that is the only five days I have to be Babette. I'm not Aiden's mom. I am Natural Wonder because I do walk around in a Natural's Nook shirt on, on the cruise. Yes, I do. But I need And we all need that. And moms, it's okay. And single fathers, it's okay to take that time away from your child for you. Don't let anyone make you feel guilty for wanting to focus on you. I do it for five days. That's it. Out of 365 days, those are the only five consecutive days that I take for myself and I revel in it. I love it. I embrace it and I look forward to it. Other than that, yeah, I... I do it so that I have that time to remember who I was. So that the next relationship I get into, I will be a better partner. Why? Because I know myself. I love myself. I know, I remember who I am. And once I know who I am, I can love someone 100% fully and completely without feeling like I am giving anything of myself. Next tip to building intimacy. Be brave, not aggressive. Avoidance, avoidance destroys intimacy. So if you and your partner are mutually or individually avoiding a challenging topic that needs to be addressed, you are slowly eating away at your connection. 
Sometimes important topics have to be tabled for an appropriate time and place. But long-term avoidance. Long-term avoidance is like wind and water on rock. The subtle changes may not be noticeable on a day-to-day -day basis, but one day, significant erosion will be evident. The vulnerability required to start a difficult conversation that needs to be had is a significant driver of intimacy. It communicates to your partner that you are more invested in the health of the relationship than avoiding personal discomfort. So please, be brave, but not aggressive. Now, since I had a little break, I'm going to go a little bit over 11 o'clock because I, I'm, I'm really feeling this conversation today and I'm hoping that you guys are feeling it just as much as I am. Now, here are some things that you, some other things that you can do together to build intimacy. Relax your body with yoga. Now, you don't have to be a certified yoga to reap the benefits of doing it or meditating with your partner, both, both are an easy way to spend time together and connect while you relax your bodies and get spiritually and physically in sync. I am definitely a proponent of yoga. It's something about the tranquility and the peace and the oneness that I love. And it's, it clears my mind and each time I go and, you know, there are good days and there are bad days. So some days I'm more flexible than other days. And no matter what it is, whatever I can do in that moment is enough. So if I can feel whole, whether I'm stretching more or less in that moment, can you imagine if your significant other is there with you? Because you both are accepting who you are in that moment for that class. If you can't hold a pose, it's okay. Because there's going to be one day when you can hold that pose. And if you can have that principle towards your relationship that some days will be good and some days will be bad. But whether it's a good or a bad day, you are enough. Why not go to yoga with that person? so that you can channel that energy and those principles. And that's one thing that we say all the time, you know, at the end, you know, the teacher will say, no matter who you are, what you do and where you are in your life, you are enough. Now, if you go by yourself, think of that wonderful feeling you have by yourself. Now, think about extending that feeling to your significant other to have them have that same type of euphoria. And honestly, yoga makes you limber. So I'm gonna just put that out there if you guys can think about. So if both of you are limber and relaxed and in one with each other, just imagine how the sex will be afterwards. <laughs> True way to build intimacy. Watch your significant other do yoga and all those stretches. Guaranteed to get turned on. Another way to build intimacy. 
my show from two weeks ago, Mutual Masturbation. There's so many different things that you can do. Now, in case you missed that episode, you know, you can head over to Anchor or check out Natural's Nook Instagram page to see all of the other outlets that I have. Um, I have Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Apple. Check out Natural's Nook and you can listen to the Mutual Masturbation episode. And you may get some tips to help you out a little bit. You can join a team sport, doing things together. A softball team, a volleyball team, just anything. You may want to practice to do a marathon, half marathon, 3K, 5K, whatever it is, a walk. But if you do stuff together, you know, it allows you as a couple to work towards a common goal. And you're getting a workout. It's a, it's a bonding to be in an environment where you are able to express aggressive feelings that are focused on beating the other team. And this freedom to show raw impulses can translate into passion in the bedroom. You know, um, a cousin of mine, you know, him and his girlfriend, we were all at a family event together. And, you know, as a family, we're very competitive. We don't like to lose. Like, I don't let my son lose, win anything. He has to earn it. That's just how I am. So we're at, you know, all the cousins decided to hang out and we're playing pool and my cousin is getting really aggressive and being serious. And, you know, his girlfriend, you know, kind of looked at him and she was like, hmm, I've never seen this side of him. It's kind of sexy. It's kind of turning me on. So, you know, you never know what joining during the sport together may do for each other. You know, they see you in a different light. You have to look at it like that. It might be winter now, but it's somewhere it's summer somewhere. Another another way to build intimacy, you can take late night walks together. You know? With physical intimacy, it doesn't have to be overtly sexual. Even something as simple as taking time to stroll hand-in-hand in hand each evening can help you feel more connected to your partner. It's about the touching. Touching helps you to bond. You know, think about when you may have been on vacation and you've gone down to the beach and, you know, you may listen to the water with your significant other. Think of how peaceful that is. I know for me, I gravitate to water. Yes, I live in Maryland. There really isn't that much water that I'm used to around me. So when I visit my parents in Naples, it's, it's a nightly visit for me to go down to the pier and just listen to the water. It's peaceful. It's soothing to me. So imagine you and your significant other taking a walk at night, you know, listening to the waves crash against, crash against the shore, or just taking a walk together where you're hand in hand and looking at the stars and just observing the quietness that surrounds you. Observing the outdoors together because at night, well, depending on where you are, there isn't that much hustle and bustle. 
and you may get to hear the sounds, the true sounds of your area. Because you will be with your significant other, you'll be hand in hand and you'll be listening for different sounds than you normally listen for during the day. So please, take walks at night. Now, my final one, well actually I have two more that I'm gonna talk about. I'll wait to build intimacy. Talk about your turn-ons. Now, you may have discussed your, what your turn-ons were at the beginning of the relationship, but we all grow. We all change. So, turn-ons will change throughout time. You know, sit down outside the bedroom and talk to your partner about your sex life, what turns you on, what kinks you want to explore, and what sexual memories you find super hot. Communication is key. We have to communicate. Talking about sex, it can be difficult for some, apparently not me. <laughs> It's not something most of us grew up discussing openly. So talking about sex during sex sexual intimacy can be even more intimidating. So pick a day during the week and talk about three things. If you're listening and you want to try this out, get a pen and paper. You want to talk about three things. Talk about something you enjoy that your partner did sexually. Something that you like to be different. This can be sharing something you did together that you did not like, something new you would like to try, or something you would like to do more or to do a bit differently. And thirdly, something that you appreciate or enjoy about your partner. So I'm going to say that one more time. Talk about your turn-ons. So what you want to talk about, you're going to pick a day during the week and you're going to talk about some number one, Something you enjoy that your partner did sexually. Something that you'd like to be different. This can be sharing something that you did together that you did not like. Something new you would like to try. Or something you would like to do more or to do a bit differently. And the last thing, number three. Something that you appreciate or enjoy about your partner. And both of you should have these discussions. Both of you should talk about your turn-ons. Now, what we also have to do, we have to practice, another way to build intimacy is to practice body worship. Now, so, one important aspect of building physical intimacy with your partner is getting to know and actively showing appreciation for each other's bodies, both inside and outside the bedroom. Based on tantric practices, this involves one partner actively focusing on giving pleasure, while the other partner practices receiving attention and pleasure. The active giver first sets up a comfortable, supported position in a safe environment for the receiver. 
The giver then expresses a variety of touch starting in non-erogenous zones and later mixing in and alternating erogenous touch and non-erogenous touch. This helps the partner learn about each other's bodies. Now, when I've talked about foreplay and erogenous zones and everything like that on previous shows, I've always said, pay attention. Pay attention to how your partner reacts when you touch certain parts of their body or every part of their body. As I, as I just said, you know, you want to start in non-erogenous zones. And then you mix in alternating with erogenous touch and non-erogenous touch. So this can help both of you learn a little bit more about each other's bodies. You know, you, you truly get to see what their true spots are or how much pressure you may need and honestly it just doesn't it just feel wonderful to have your significant other touch you whether it's an erogenous or non-erogenous zone the mere touch is bonding so if they're caressing your cheeks or you know they're caressing your arms or they're caressing your eyebrows. It's all, it all can be erotic. It will bring you close. It will bring you closer. I will add that once you're doing all of this, look at your partner, the giver and the receiver. Look at each other while you're doing this. The more you look at each other, the greater a bond that can be, that will be created between you two. Now, my final tip for building intimacy for the night, give each other massages. What better way to touch and fill your significant other up than to give them a massage? You know, you probably didn't need an excuse to request back rubs more often, but it's still great news that you can use massage to enhance your sex life and physical connection with your partner. Intimacy massages. Intimacy massage is a wonderful way to relax and get in sync with each other. It's an easy massage that couples can take turns doing that can dramatically increase their connection and sex life. For the person giving the massage, it helps them increase their ability to sense how their partner responds. Like I said, keep aware. It increases their ability to sense how their partner responds to different types of touch. And it also helps the person receiving the massage enhance their ability to feel being touched. It comes both ways. If, if sensual massage, if they're a tad outside of your comfort zone, that's okay. Every couple will have different preferences when it comes to how they work on their physical intimacy. But ultimately, all that matters is that you and your partner are both willing to show your love for each other, both in and outside 
of the bedroom. That's what matters most. So, I just want to say, to build intimacy, talk to each other more, disclose more, make more time just for the two of you, but also make time for yourself. Learn to love and cherish who you are, who you were before you became a significant other, before you became a parent. Don't lose your pure essence. Don't lose your individuality of who you are. Don't do it. Don't lose that. Don't lose that. Not for right now. You have to make sure you have to make sure that you keep and that that remains. Make sure that that remains so that you can be the better lover for your significant other. So with that said, I'm going to give you guys a little going away music. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining my anniversary episode. Here we go. Oh, I felt the pain. 